It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. Good evening. It's Simon Marcel. The accent is French, straight from Paris. If it's the first time you're joining the show, bonjour. Something that has nothing to do with love and relationships, but I got to tell you that, you know, I, uh, I was outside reading, minding my own business, and then I heard, what, what is that? And I see those crazy yellow jackets, you know, I don't know, dancing right under my table where I put my little, the books and the, uh, the uh, water and all that. And then more and more and more. So um, I decided to leave and I came back, actually right before the show was dark, and I had to spray them. And, you know, I don't like to uh, really hurt any animals, but I found a big old nest. I was glad I took them out. Now, I know it has nothing to do with the show, but I just feel better I did for my own safety. I thought you should know, just an FYI. Be careful yourself. Anyway, back to the most important topics, your relationships, 855-905-8255. If you feel in a romantic mood, aka you want to share a personal story with me, call the rendezvous now, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Ginny. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. So I understand you and your husband had a romantic date, but I don't know what happened. So tell me how that went down. Um, it was really lovely. Um, so my husband is in the military. He's stationed in the Middle East. I haven't seen him for about six months because of his deployment. And we yeah. got to spend an hour-long virtual date on video, you know, video chat, where we got to sit and eat dinner and catch up. And I had, you know, it was a candlelight dinner. And I, you know, cooked and, and dressed up for it. And he just, it was just really wonderful to spend time with him. I understand, and, and, and Passy, my, my thank you for your service, but uh, how did you feel? That's what I want to know. How did you feel when, when that happened? It just, it kind of, it made me want to cry. I just got really emotional just to see him and be able to connect with him because I haven't seen him in so many months, and, and so much has happened in the last six months. So it was just really beautiful, and he's very loving and caring, and, you know, that's my husband. No, I understand. That, the way you said it is just wonderful. That's why I've asked. Thank you so much, Ginny, for sharing that lovely story. And the uh, best of luck to both of you, and have a good night. Good night, Simon. Coming up, I am going to go answer Shamia's email, because she met a guy, and now she's in love with him, and she has a serious question for me about him. So her question is next. So I received this question from Shamia at therendezvousshow.com, an email. She goes, Bonjour, Simon. I'm in love with a guy who doesn't feel the same way about me. I swear he's my one. I've never felt like this about anyone before, but he doesn't seem to get it or to care. He just wants to ulala. So should I continue to ulala with him and hope he'll come around and learn to love me like I love him or quit? Uh, that's a great question. What can you do when you're in love with somebody who's not in love with you? Next. What can you do if you fall in love with somebody who is not in love with you? Really, I don't know if that ever happened to you, but it happened to Shamia who sent me that email at therendezvousshow.com. She said, Simon, I love this man. He's the one for me, but he doesn't love me back. Should I continue to ulala with him, hoping he's going to turn around and love me too, or maybe learn to love me or not? So Shamia, here are the cold facts for men. If a man tells you he's not in love with you, 
there is absolutely no chance by continuing to ulala with him, he will change his mind. Because men separate their ulala and their heart. It is not directly linked every time. So my advice to you is to stop the ulala and start, you know, to just have a friendship to talk and maybe he will miss and change. But my advice is what hasn't worked yesterday doesn't work tomorrow. I would move on if I were you and go find somebody who loves you back. That's my advice. Good luck and be strong. You call the next. If you have a question for me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Shirley. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? Bonjour, Shirley. What's going on with your boyfriend? How can I help you? Well, we live a couple of states away, um, and we've been talking a lot, and I've been getting to know this guy. Uh, we're not um, boyfriend and girlfriend yet, but <laughs> I guess we're close to it because we've been having great chemistry and everything. But he invited me on this road trip, and I'm not too comfortable with going because of the pandemic and everything that's going on in the world. Um, but I, I don't want to discourage him and have the momentum slow between us. So I was wondering how I should approach this and what kind of response I should give him. Yeah, I mean, just that before I answer, I have a question. What's your fear? You said you think if you tell him the truth or how you feel, he's going to reject you or slow down your connection. What is your uh, fear? Yeah, I, I feel like he might take it as a... Um, I'm not interested or, oh, she's, she's not going to work for me. You know, like, oh, she's not on my level of just going with the flow and saying yes to every, like a yes person, you know? Um, well, yeah, but it's also you, the wise person. I don't think I would not do it either. I'm, I'm single and, and I've been here for four, four, almost five months and, uh, by myself, just me and my teddy bear, Mr. Lewis. But I'm telling you, I agree with you. I think you have to speak up. You have to say what you feel. And tell him it's not against him. A big, big thing is to say it's not against you, but I don't feel comfortable due to everything's going on. But, you know, um, definitely when this is over, we're going to see each other and, and enjoy each other to the fullest. Because you have to be honest with yourself, and he has to learn to respect you and like you and maybe love you for who you are, not who he wants you to be. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. There's, there's a big oh, difference. Man. He has to learn to love you for who you are not who he wants you to be. Yeah. So I think you're totally entitled to tell him the truth. And then you guys can continue to FaceTime, Zoom, and that's safe. So I'd rather you create your own romantic and erotic world through Zoom or whatever than you taking a risk of, of, of getting sick or him getting sick. Yeah, totally. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Simon. That helped me a lot. Yes, really. Don't be afraid of speaking up, and he'll respect that even more. And that's how you put the foundations for tomorrow's relationship now. And it's good because he's not even there, so you have zero risk. Yes. <laughs> Can't okay. get my feelings hurt. <laughs> no, not really. Not yet. So you should be good. All right, Shirley. So have a good conversation. Thank you for calling, and have a good night. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. How do you know it's time to speak up and just you know, stand your ground uh, when you're in a conversation with your partner? Let's talk about that. That's super important. How do you know when it's time to speak up, to, to stand your ground, when you're with a partner who offers you, like in the case of my last caller, um, she said that her boyfriend wants to meet her, but, you know, with everything going on, with the pandemic and everything, we can't really. So she said, I'm, I'm kind of a yes person. I like to say yes, 100%. I'm very positive. But, you know, this time I feel like it's not safe. So I told her, you have to stand your ground. You have to speak up. You have to teach him how to love you for who you are, 
not just who he wants you to be. So how do you know it's time to stand up for yourself? When is the time? Every time you feel in your intuition that it's crossing the line and you'll feel it. And how to do this? I'll tell you next. Say you was a wonderful partner who is very, you know, outgoing and always, you know, enthusiastic about doing things. And then one day you just don't feel like it or you don't want to, but you don't know how to say no because you're afraid of rejection. So how do you say it? Here's my advice. A, do not be afraid of your partner's reaction, initial reaction. That's okay. More importantly is you use that line that I've used myself in life. I don't really want to do this. And I'm asking you to listen to me because I need you to love me for who I am and not just who you want me to be. And he might or she might say, well, what do you mean by that? It means that sometimes I may say yes because I love you and to the other, but in this case, I just don't feel like it. So, you know, it's not against you. Always say that. It's not against you, but this is who I am and this is how I feel. And I need you to respect that and embrace it. And he'll understand or she'll understand. It works every single time. At least it worked for me. I hope that helps you and you call the next. If you have a question for me, call 855-905-8255. Bonjour Naomi. Bonjour Simon. Bonjour Naomi. So I understand you're going through a little bit of a dry spell with your husband. What's going on? Yeah, uh, well, we've been married for five years and we don't have kids, but we've been working from home and it just feels so stale, our relationship right now. We work from home, we see each other too much. And I feel like we've lost our intimacy. And I don't even know if we don't even go on dates anymore right now with being home so much. We just want to get away from each other. I understand. Practical question. Do you have a car? We don't. Okay. Do you live in the country or do you live in a city? We live in a city. Okay. Is there a rooftop? Is there a place where you would feel safe going and respecting social distance and everything else? Is there... Do you know of a, of a rooftop? Yeah. Okay. So here's my advice. I would organize a little picnic on that rooftop. Uh, nothing big. Little wine, little chips, little peanuts, little whatever. And, and go a little dress up, you know, like both of you agree to it. Like uh, enjoy the evening on, the, on listening to the music, you know, on, on a rooftop. You feel there's not too many people. And I think once you reconnect, and, and there's nothing more romantic than the sunset. You know, it's, it's simple, but really it is. A sunset, a little glass of wine, a little, you know, it, it's going to distress you. And we need to be outside to feel that. It's like, um, that's why I do that every day just by myself. I, I go check out the sunsets and all that in the Midwest where I'm at. But I think it will help you to get back a little bit of sense of romance. Because the colors of sunrise and sunsets are romantic in itself. So when you're up on the rooftop, there's nobody having a little picnic and then you're going home and you had a little wine or something like this, if you guys drink a little, I have a feeling things might go towards ooh-la-la. Uh-huh. Would that work for you? Yeah, I never thought of the outdoors as being a way to like spruce it up. You remember when you were a teenager or like, a, you know, like 18, 19, what would happen on roof decks, roofs, outside in the summer? Yeah. You know what I mean? We have, to, we have to remember what it was, the excitement at 18 or 17 or 19 and all of that, you know, and, and we would be creative. So if you can't really find this excitement at home first, I say go back out, go high on the rooftop, go look at the sunset with a glass of wine or whatever you like to drink, and boy, it's going to come back to you like that. That sounds really good. We can do that.
All right, Naomi, thank you so much and have a good night. Good night, Simon. Coming up, I am going to answer a voicemail question from Jim, so his question is next. If you have a question for me, and I mean 24-7, leave me a voicemail with your question at 855-905-8255, and I will answer them, like for this one. Hi, Simon. My name is Jim. Um, so I've been up for a promotion at my work, and um, my fiance, she's really... Uh, I don't want to say clingy, but she really loves me, and I love her to death. I'd do anything for her. But, like, I'm just trying to find out, like, what she could do for herself as for a hobby. Um, in the spare time that I can't be with her, I, I have a pretty demanding job, and um, I'm up for a promotion, and I, and I feel bad if I get this promotion that I'm going to even have less time with her. And, you know, she told me one day, you know, I just wait for you to get home pretty much because I have nothing to do, and, and it's hard on me, and I really don't know how to inspire her to do something, you know, that she wants to do, like, you know, paint or make a garden. Um, thank you so much. And your show's awesome, by the way. Thank you, Jim, for your voicemail. Yeah, what can you do uh, if you're the one working and your partner is at home uh, feeling extremely bored? <laughs> My advice is next. What should you do if you are, you know, in this confinement time or if you like quarantining or even if you like... Just live together and, you know, you're super busy because you're the one providing for the home. And your partner that you love with all your heart is bored stiff. And that's the dilemma Jim, you know, left me a voicemail about. Because his girlfriend is just bored stiff. And he just got a promotion, which is great. But he's going to spend less time, you know, at home and less time with her and she doesn't know what to do. But here's my answer to you, Jim. It is not your job to entertain your partner when you're in a relationship. You can talk. But you don't have to worry about it. We are adults. That's for parents with their kids. And I think you have to tell your partner that she has to also find a creativity. Find herself. She can't depend on you to entertain her or you will be dry out of ideas soon. It's her responsibility to entertain herself when you're not here, not yours. And that's my advice. I hope that helps you and helps her too. We all have to do our part. You call the next. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Maureen. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Maureen. So you're a single mom, and now you're thinking about dating again. Tell me, what are you thinking about? Um, I'm thinking about, you know, I think it's, I don't love doing the apps and the online stuff, and I've always kind of met people I've dated in the past um, through friends or socially and that's very hard to do right now but I'm definitely getting a little antsy so I'm just trying to figure out if online is a bad idea because I'm not I feel like it's kind of for the young hip kids which I'm not so just kind of trying to navigate that all right but um there are websites and dating websites that are um, exactly for what you're looking for the reason I say that is because you know, we got to be honest, it's not safe to meet, it's not safe to kiss, it's not safe, it's, it, all of this is absolutely, in my mind, impossible right now. Impossible, right. without taking a huge risk, which as a single mom, you cannot take. No. So, so my advice is to just use the technology right now, and there is, like, when they are paying websites, you know, sometimes Match and others, like, when it takes more, a little bit of, of more professionalism, and, and people have a goal to really not just ooh-la-la, but uh, connect and try to build a solid a healthy relationship. So I would, you know, do my little research and pick up whatever website you like, dating site, 
and then just try it. Um, dating sites are not just for the young and like hipster, whatever you call them. It's for everybody from age you know, 18 to uh, 90. There's always somebody looking for somebody else. So I think we, you know, um, we who are not 20, you know, 30 years old anymore have to not be afraid of online dating and really give it a try. Okay, I can do that. So it's fun. You select the pictures you like. You do the description you like. You know, and then there is somebody else who is looking for you. So it's really who doesn't dare doesn't live. So I really, Maureen, encourage you to try. Okay, I will. I'm glad. Thank you for your call and have a good night, Maureen. Thank you. You too, Simon. Last question of the night. If you could go back in time and redate one of your exes and start all over but knowing then what you know now, would you do it or not? Let's talk about that next. Question for you. If you could go back in time and redate one of your exes of your choice and start all over knowing then what you know now. Would you do it or not? I posted that question on, on my social media. I hope you follow me at Rendezvous Radio. If you don't, please join me at Rendezvous Radio 24-7. Fun stuff. Anyway, 47% of you said, yes, I would go back in time and redate one of my exes if I knew then what I know now. 53% of you said, nope, I certainly wouldn't. I would. I would. That's for sure. Anyway, thank you so much for voting on my social media. Thank you for um, spending the evening with me and have a good night. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.